This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be podcast, episode number 243. Well, hello and welcome back to the show, my beautiful, beautiful friends. You're probably listening to this while I'm in Costa Rica. I'm out in this incredible, I hope it's going to be incredible, Uvida, Costa Rica, to be working on my second book. And I'm recording this the morning I am leaving Nashville. So many of you who've been following my journey, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're not new to welcome back, I'm so happy to have all of you. I'm your host, Jessica Zweig. And on the Simply Be podcast, you know, we talk about what it means to build a personal brand. But what I really mean when I say that is what it means to build an authentic life, to follow your heart, to unapologetically step forward into the truth of who you are and let that light be shined and seen so that that light can make a difference in the world, not just your own. And so I have been on my own journey of all of the above, of trying to find and get closer and closer to my authentic truth. And, you know, I've spent most of my life, I grew up in Chicago. My home is there. My office is there. My family is there. All my friends are there. Many of them are. And yet it has become a place that doesn't necessarily feel in alignment anymore. And we've talked about alignment on the show so much. And so my husband and I are building a house in Nashville. And in the meantime, we're renting this beautiful house actually just down the street for about half the year. Every year we come down here for the winter and we're leaving today and I'm a little sad (laughs) and it feels really good to just say that truly out loud to talk about what is real for me. Yes, with all of you, but out loud to myself and you know, if I had the time, I would have gotten up early. I would have journaled. I would have meditated. But instead, my husband and I are rushing to pack. And I'm like, I got to record this intro for this incredible interview today. And I just think it's so perfect because of the conversation and the guest that I have on today, who is really here to encourage all of us to speak out loud what we're going through to use it as a tool for healing, to use it as a tool for clarity, to use it as a tool for transformation. And it feels really good to say this morning hurts a little bit and I'm not necessarily ready to go back, even though I'm, I'm flying to Costa Rica in just a few days and we'll be there for a few weeks, but I'm, I'm really leaving Nashville and at least for the time being, and I've built a life here. I've grown roots here. I've changed here and I'm, sad, but that's okay to be sad, to let yourself feel it. It's part of the necessary process of becoming more authentic. When we speak what we're thinking truly deeply, raw, out loud. And my guest today is, I want to say an expert at this. She has often been described as the queen of saying it out loud. My guest today is Vasavi Kumar. She's a soul sister, you guys, you're going to feel our electric friendship just bursting through the earbuds you're listening to or the speaker you're listening to. She and I have really been on the path of building businesses and being in the online space for many, many years. And we've just been totally on each other's teams. And I'm just so excited. She's actually on the show for the second time. I had her on in the first year of the Simply Be podcast. And she's written her very first book, 
and I am so freaking pumped for her. I just want to tell you a little bit about Vasavi. If you're not familiar with her work, just kind of what to expect. She's a first generation Indian immigrant who was raised in Long Island, New York, and she has relentlessly searched to find her own voice, access the freedom of her creative spirit and help others to do the same along the way. But the distinction is she's helping them do it out loud. She has been very loud, very proud, very vocal, very honest about her bipolar diagnosis. She was diagnosed at the age of 19 and she's made it her mission to understand how her own mind works. And that has really started with making the room to hear herself think. Her mission is to share everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly, in order to teach people to be more mindful, practical, and simple in running every aspect of your life. And she's got a podcast called Say It Out Loud. She's done keynote talks, group programs. Her social media game is incredible. She has a weekly newsletter. She's taught thousands of entrepreneurs, creatives, and artists from all walks of life on how to work through any situation by saying it out loud. She's a former TV host, licensed therapist, voiceover artist, and creator of the Say It Out Loud Safe Haven, an online support community. She holds a dual master's degree in special education from Hofstra University and social work from Columbia University. She was most recently featured on the cover of Austin Woman Magazine. She's been featured on VH1, NBC, Fox, Good Day Austin, Wall Street Journal, so many more. And her brand new book, Say It Out Loud, launches today. And I just really, really can't wait for you to hear this. This was one of the most authentic conversations I've had on the show. I really would love it if you stayed to the very end because I asked Vasavi if there's anything else she wanted us to know about her book. And she actually read, I'm getting emotional, just thinking, I'm, I'm emotional this morning, if you couldn't tell, her acknowledgments, a couple paragraphs from the acknowledgments of her book. And I, I always love the acknowledgments of every book because you just really get to know the values and the most inner world and most meaningful people that are to the author. And I was so touched by what she decided to share on the show. I was so touched by everything she shared on the show. We nerd out, we talk about living in the divine feminine collective consciousness, the rise of this new quantum reality, how we are unplugging from the matrix, why saying it out loud is the way to free yourself, to truly simply be yourself. And that's why her and I are just so freaking aligned. So I am so excited to welcome my friend back to the show, Vasavi Kumar. And without further ado, here is my incredible conversation with this incredibly authentic light being in the world. Enjoy. You are one of those people that have been like in my corner and in my life and me in your corner for like years. And we, we drop in when we drop in on Instagram, you are one of those people. I'm like, I feel you in the ethers all the time. It's so rock solid. Our connection. I was thinking that before I go, because I, anytime I get on, I'm like, I really want the host to, to know how much I really love them. And so I actually practice saying out loud because when I'm, when I'm so filled with an emotion, my words just don't, I just don't make sense. I'm very just overwhelmed with emotion. And so this is what I thought about you when I was standing in the kitchen. I go, I met Jessica's wife once in person. 
we've we've shared a few Instagram messages. We have we have you were on, on my show before. I, I was on your yep. show. You were on mine, and I don't even have your number. I don't even have your number. I've never texted you, called you, nothing. But you're the person that I'm like, who can I go to? Like, you know, I don't have a PR person, right? I'm doing everything myself. It's all good. I love it. I I take a lot of pride in that. I'm not saying that in a woe is me. I said, I got to reach out to Jessica. There was no part of me that's like, she's going to be like, I was like, no, she'll be a yes. Because not because we have a friendship, but because I, I know how you are and you give a shit. You give us, you, you truly mean it when you, when you want to empower other women, you say that you actually live by that. So I just need everyone to know, like you are as amazing as you seem online. Like I, cause you know, we all have different personas, but you are, you are who you are and who you are. I have tears in my eyes. I really thank you. I received that's I'm emotional this week for lots of reasons and I'm here for it. I'm taking it all in. And so I, I see you the way you see me and it is your time. It is your moment. It is such a big deal to write a book. And I know this book is so deeply interwoven with your personal story mm-hmm. and where you've been in your life and the things you've struggled and what you've risen from and what you're here to really teach in, in this book. And so I want to, I want to talk about the book itself and this, you know, what it means to say it out loud and why that's such a mantra and a message for you. But I actually, I have a lot of people who like listen and they want to write a book and maybe love to be on the show one day too, talking about it, but it hasn't been a straight line for you. And actually you reached out to me years ago before you even had like an agent, like the whole thing. So, and then I blinked and Boss V now has a book. So tell me about your journey in getting this book deal and what it's been like to get ready to publish it. Yes. I want your audience just listening to the whole story. Just put yourself in my shoes and just ask yourself, where do I do this? Where do I doubt myself? Where do I stop myself? Just, you know, whatever you could take from it, take from it. Yeah. It doesn't mean if writing a, writing a book or not. It's just yeah. the, the journey of like, yeah. persevering. And it's the person that you be. It's the who, not what you do. It's who you be. So back in 2020, December of 2020, I was just getting out of a relationship. It was the pandemic. I was horny and frustrated and jaded. And so I said, I need to put this energy into something. And I said, well, I'm going to write a book. Okay. That's just like, okay, let's do that. I, you know, I, I couldn't go back to using drugs again. So I was like, let's chat, let's channel this. Right. Not going to go that direction. We're not going to go there. We already know how to do that. Let's create something. And I'm a firm believer in just channeling your energy into creating something, you know, when, when you just don't know what to do with it. So I enrolled in Rochelle Fredson's book proposal coaching program. It's a 13 week program, start to finish end product is you end up with your book proposal. Okay, great. So I wrote this book proposal. The original title, Jessica was called, I can't help you. I remember this. Yes. Help Mm. you, which was basically just a verbal diarrhea of how men suck. Women need to stay single. They have low self-esteem. We're trying to be saved. And it was so angry. I was so angry. I was so angry. And you helped me out. You introduced me to your agent. I reached out to your agent. Thank you for that, by the way. Just another example of how generous you are. Uh, And I reached out to a few other agents. Now, the first agent that I reached out to was Wendy Sherman. And she rejected my book proposal. Don't blame her. And I reached out to a few more. I got rejected by seven or eight agents. Uh, and that happened over the course of like seven months, seven months. I just, you know, and I kept asking Rochelle, whose book proposal coaching program, I was like, do I need to change the proposal? Do I need to just, you know, should I keep, you know, being persistent? And she was like, Vasavi, just be patient, just be patient. Mm-hmm. And so during that seven 
month period, I continued to do IG lives. I continued to be on other people's podcasts. I continued to keep showing up and saying it out loud and talking about whatever message I was talking about in that moment. And I happened to be on an IG live. This is seven months after I got rejected from my first agent. I was on an IG live with Rochelle Fretzen, who was, was my book proposal coach. And she was just talking to me about how I process my thoughts. And she said, do you journal? I go, I don't journal. I say it out loud. And then she said, well, what does that mean? I go, I go, you know, for me, the minute I try to go from my head down to paper, I kind of water myself down. It, that's just me. I just, I have a tendency to just put on paper what I want to see. Like when I'm like journaling my thoughts, I go, I do verbal journaling. I talk to all the voices in my head and I let each of them respond to one another out loud because we all have self-personalities inside of us. Long story short, Wendy Sherman, the agent who rejected me the first time around happened to be watching that IG live. And she reached out to Rochelle and she was like, who is that dynamic woman Vasavi? And Rochelle said, well, you rejected her proposal. And Wendy said, we can figure out the proposal. I need to meet with her. So body chills right now. Mm -hmm. And I want to say something else. This is not common. As you know, my book proposal was shit, right? Like she was like, I'm not going to get anyone to want to do anything with this. She goes, but there's really something there with the say it out loud. And I said, yeah, I talked to myself like that was just, it was like I've been doing that since I was young. I talked to the different parts of myself out loud. So we brought it to New World Library, who is who I ended up signing with. And we brainstormed this book. And I said, well, every single chapter can be a different voice, a different part of us. And I'm going to give actual scripts. And instead of getting expensive ass journal, you don't need an expensive ass journal to go through my books. You just need your voice because I give you verbal prompts. I give you questions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So much to say. First of all, I'm emotional again, listening to you. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. This is, there's like that expression, like when luck happens, when opportunity meets hard work or or something like that, right? Preparation. Yeah. Preparation. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is not normal for the book world. Like everyone Mm -hmm. has their own unique story of how they get a book deal. But also what I love about what you just shared, and I can't wait to dig into the book with you is who you be evolves. So you weren't that same woman a year later on that IG live angry and and pissed off about the dude. Mm-hmm. You coming from a place of, I can't help you. You had learned how to probably help yourself and you've mm-hmm. grown. And I think it's a really important lesson for all of us as we create things in the world, whether it's a book or any creative pro- project. Mm-hmm. Like I'm writing my second book right now. And when I started the proposal, it was November 21. And I didn't get the book deal until February of 23. Oh, wow. Well, I took my, I took my sweet time. I, it's a long story, but mm-hmm. I had to sort of play a waiting game with my former publisher. It's a long story. Mm-hmm. But by the time I actually started writing the second book, it's so different than the proposal that I started in November of 21, even though it's got the same title. Mm-hmm. And you just, I think it's important for all of us to give ourselves so much grace mm-hmm. in the evolution, because you never know what's going to come out of your mouth. That's going to be the thing that sparks mm-hmm. the next book, the next agent, the next like door. And when you live from a place of authenticity, which you do, you are one of the most authentic people I've ever met. You, you can't really, I want to say you can't really teach that, but in a way you can, because you wrote a whole book about it. Like the power of saying things out loud in the moment to express yourself, to be yourself, to process. I mean, you said, you tell me like, what, what is the say it out loud method? Like, what does that what does that look like? So it's it's three things. And I just have to say this as a voiceover artist, I pay attention 
to people's voices and how they start and finish sentences. I realized why I love listening to you talk so much. So you don't end with upspeak, which is like, you know, because that's very like flighty a little bit. And, and uh-huh. it sounds very yeah. uncertain, but you also don't speak with downspeak, which is negative. It kind of feels heavy. You actually, you have great inflection throughout, but then when you end, you end very neutral. And I love that for me. And you. Thank yeah. you. I received. Yeah. yeah the- I was a voiceover actress as well. So we needed like, yeah, I did oh, that for you- years. Yeah. It totally I mean- makes sense. But I think it's such a fun and sacred art communication and mm-hmm. speech. Yeah, it really is. So, but great segue because I'm, I'm a journaler. I have stack. I'm looking at them right now. I'm a stack journaler. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't journal because I don't have the time and then I'm not mm-hmm. processing. And so your method sounds incredibly like real time, tangible, the ability to move through things, I think more effectively. So mm-hmm. to talk to us about this. Yeah. So I'm turning right now to, let's just say this chapter here, which I love is chapter nine, play hide and seek out loud. So the beginning of every chapter, there is a verbal prompt. I actually start from the very beginning, answer this out loud. So from the very beginning of every chapter, I'm already having you answer and be honest with yourself out loud because you can't BS yourself when you hear it. When you say it out loud, you can't BS yourself because your body always knows when you're lying. Always. So true. So for chapter nine, and, and I think this will be great for your audience who wants to be more visible and be more of themselves. What parts of you have been in hiding and waiting to be expressed? So you answer that out loud. This is the part of you that's playful. This is the part of you that has been shut down because it's like, oh, it's too much. You're too grandiose. You're too dramatic. You're too theatrical, whatever it is. Okay. You're just too whatever, or you're, you're, you're not enough of this. And so the process is this at the end of every single chapter. And in this one specifically, there are three things, a prompt, a practice, and a promise. The prompt is where you expand your awareness, who you be how you're thinking, how you react. It's noticing, for example, in this chapter, noticing the types of situations and interactions where you hide parts of yourself. The first step to anything, you know this, is awareness. You gotta know that you're doing it so you can then do something about it, you know, or expand your ability to be with it. The second part of my exercise is the practice. So instead of write down your answer to this, the the practice is ask yourself out loud, which part of me am I hiding right now? Or what parts of myself do I not want other people to see? So Jessica, if you were to do this with yourself on your own, you would ask yourself that out loud. You would pause. You would be patient with the parts of you that don't quite trust that it's safe to come out and play. Right. So let's say there's a part of you. There's like a very I'm just I'm just going to make this up. Let's just say there is like this part of you that like stands for justice. And I know you do because you're a very equitable and fair person. But you have the side of you, this justice, Jessica, that wants to come out and really talk about current events and like big, you know, big issues. Right. And she's afraid to come out because she doesn't want to come off as like, oh, too political or too this or whatever. Right. This would be a great opportunity for you to get her out a little bit and just hear what she has to say. What does she have to say? So I'm all about naming our parts. So I just said that about you. It just came out of nowhere. I don't know. I love this. No, it tracks. And I often, I feel that way a lot. Yeah. But the, what's so beautiful about this, and I'm so excited you wrote this book for, for yeah. lots of reasons. Yeah. One, because I think that people are really like seeking mm-hmm. to learn and grow through embodiment, mm-hmm. embodiment practices. It's one thing to sit in a workshop and take a bunch of notes and a PowerPoint. And it's another thing to actually try on and embody what you're mm-hmm. learning. And what I often say is one of my actual favorite mantras mm-hmm. in the world and my core beliefs in life 
is words are wands. What we say, we create. And the fact that you're bringing this very digestible tool Mm -hmm. in in the form of this book into the hands of of so many, and it's so, it sounds so universal, I think is, if I'm going to be like super meta, Mm -hmm. is a part of the the collective shift on this planet right now. Mm -hmm. Like we've been so fucking programmed. We have been totally conditioned by the matrix and forces of fear to believe that we are disempowered. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that's really what we're all up against right now. And when I see light workers like you mm-hmm. putting, putting these messages into the world through these, you know, simple practices that are, you know, not simple, not, but deep and challenging mm-hmm. and confronting actually, mm-hmm. it's, it makes my heart sing because we're now creating a new collective conversation in all of our own unique, diverse ways that are, are waking people up, waking people up to the power that exists inside of them. Like I just, I just shared this like Steve Harvey video a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago and it really moved my soul. Someone else had shared it, but he was talking to his audience. He's like, so you think you're never, say you're never going to find love. You're, you sure ain't. Say you're never going to lose that weight. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, Shared, I'm like, this is the cornerstone, mm-hmm. if I were to name it, of my success. Because people look at me and they're like, tell me how you do it, Jessica. And I'm like, I could teach you all the tactics. But it was really shifting my mindset and changing the way I spoke about my life and the language I used out loud. Whether you're saying like, put it out outside of your head, you know, mm-hmm. like thoughts are things and our words are the ones that create those things. So I just really want to commend you for meeting the moment right now. Vasavi, because this this collective consciousness is like starving to be empowered. I appreciate you saying that as someone who has lived with bipolar disorder for over 21 years, bipolar disorder type one, which is pretty awful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but you know, I'm back on meds as of April 1st. I made that decision for myself. I realized, yeah, I said it shouldn't be this hard to feel this good when I'm doing all the things. So Awesome. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's a personal, it's a personal choice. You got to do what's, I have a calling. And when your mind is constantly attacking you, it's hard to live out that calling. It makes it much harder. So I decided to do what was best for all of us, meaning all the, all the parts of me so we can get on board. But I appreciate you saying that this is the work that we need to be, you know, putting out into the world because, you know, as someone who has lived with bipolar disorder for 21 years, you know, there is a stigma, not only talking to ourselves, but I'm inviting my reader to respond back. That's the thing that society has deemed crazy, right? It's like, oh, you can talk to yourself, just don't respond back. And I'm saying, no, you need to learn how to talk back to the voices in your head. Because if you can't stand up to the voices in your head, you're going to be afraid of everyone because everyone out there lives in your head. Everyone there, there there are parts of everybody that we have within ourselves. We're not that different. So I'm going to give you a very, very real example. I was just saying this on another podcast. As someone who grew up in an all-white town, right, walking into the cafeteria was brutal for me, especially middle school, high school. I would eat. I think you were bullied a lot, too, growing up, right? Oh, yeah. Fuck all those bitches. Anyway, anyway, sorry, full circle moment. No problem. That's my inner teenager coming out. Let her be. All right, let her be. So I used to eat lunch in the bathroom stall by myself. I would, And there were many, many days, you know, I'd walk into the cafeteria, all-white cafeteria, and it was awful. I would often, you know, tell my dad, pick me up. I don't want to, I don't want to go to school. So now here I am at 40 and when I'm asked to speak, and if I know that it's going to be a predominantly all white audience, I get nervous, but I've learned how to talk to the 13 year old, 14 year old, 15 year old Vasavi, who is 
so acutely aware of how different she looks. And she's so scared of walking into an all white cafeteria. But that 13 year old Vasavi cannot stop 40 year old Vasavi from living out her calling. So it is this is why we need to learn how to talk to ourselves, because if we do not talk to those parts of ourselves, they're going to be on board and we got shit to do. Right. I don't want to be bothered by an all white audience. I'm here to spread my message, whether you're white, black, brown, doesn't matter. And so if I cannot talk to that part of myself that manages me and makes me scared, I will not be able to live out my calling to the fullest degree possible. I'm crying (laughs) for those that can't see me right now and are listening. I have tears like welling up in my eyes Yeah, because what you're what you're saying is so big. Like. We Oh, girl, thank you for sharing that. It was, that was powerful. Mm-hmm. We have to be the circuit breakers. I write, I'm writing about this in my book. It's like, mm-hmm. we've all been, there's been such a, a collective trauma because we've grown up in such polarity where like you eating lunch in the stall is the only brown girl in your school. Is It's never been acceptable, mm-hmm. but that was the norm. And we've, we have these programmings and traumas written into our DNA right now. Our adult selves, yes, have to show up for our young selves so that, yes, we can live out the mission that we're here to do so that future generations and legacies of kids beyond kids and their kids and their kids and their kids inherit a different world. Like I feel so clear about this time of society and humanity and that we are not here for any accident. Mm-hmm. Like we have all found each other right? We're all connecting. We're supporting each other's books. We're going on to each other's podcasts. We're cross-pollinating each other's audiences so that we can raise the collective vibration into frankly, more love and acceptance and peace and freedom like that and safety and trust. That's really the the feminine frequency of this planet that's been so ripped out from the patriarchy. I know I'm going off right now, but what you're talking about really hits home and you're destigmatizing, first of all, bipolar disorder, just from talking about it. Mm-hmm. And you're destigmatizing the, I guess, like weirdness of talking to yourself and yeah. having full on conversations with yourself. I'm also destigmatizing that you can be given a label and you can still be wildly successful and you still have a purpose on this planet. Like you're not screwed just because you've been given a label. So that's that's the third thing. I just have to throw that in. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. I, wa- I want people to, that's why I say it out loud. Jessica, I actually, for the past 11 years, if you go back to all my, I mean, I see all my Facebook memories. I've been sharing my shit out loud for a very long time. And because of that was actually a weird transition during this book marketing period for me to start sharing my shine and my joy, because I've trained my audience to be used to my crap, right? This is my pain. This is my pain. And it's like, I had a session with my therapist the other day and he goes, how are you? I'm like, you know, everything's great. Everything is great. I don't have the chaos. I don't have the drama. And so I realized I had to start getting used to that because I will screw it up because my nervous system is like, nope, feels too good. Feels too good. We got to screw it up somehow. And so I just want your audience listening. Like if you're, if you're holding back from sharing your stuff, number one, you are not alone. That is why we share our stories. And number two, you gotta, you gotta get your body used to sharing your joy as well, because that's the season I'm in. I'm not in the season of sharing my suffering because I'm, I'm good good now I'm through it you know and that you know this is even to, yeah that feels weird to no, say out loud I we're like soul sisters we have we don't speak that often but when we do connect we, we go deep yeah. but joy is my word for 23 mm-hmm. fun is actually my so I I had like a horrible 2022 I've talked about mm-hmm. my podcast hit depression burnout 
rock bottom emotionally, mentally. And then I went to Egypt. Long story short, I got all the codes from all of the goddesses and aliens. And Mm -hmm. I got the message quite literally verbatim. You need to learn to love your pleasure more than you love your suffering. I think think to your point, Vasavi, this conversation around suffering, sadness, vulnerability, trauma, it's kind of like played out. And I think the new, the new, new is joy is just like embracing the beauty of being in the human experience versus being so tortured by it. What were you going to, what were you going to read? I was going to read that everything you're saying about sharing your joy, you know, at the end of the day, I want my reader to know, I want your audience to know this is not just about talking to the voices in your head. This is what happens as a result of learning how to talk to and understand the different parts of yourself. Your the voices in your head no longer manage you. And when the voices in your head no longer manage you, you are able to, as my subtitle says, courageously pursue your dreams. And that is the, that like, at the end of the day, I'm always like, what the hell is this going to help me do? Right. Anytime I read a book, it's like, what is the bottom line? I'm a very much a bottom line kind of girl, right? At the end of the day, y'all, what is the point of talking to all the voices in your head? Well, you don't want to lead with your head. You want to lead with heart. It's a lot harder to lead with heart when you have all these voices managing you. And so the last chapter of my book is live your life out loud. And that, and the question that I ask my reader to answer is, what would your life look like if every part of you felt safe to say it out loud? So, you know, we have an opportunity here. This is not just about verbal diarrhea and just saying everything. It's, you know, every single one of us, there is this potent truth. There is medicine that can heal so many, but how can we get to the most potentest of our truth if, if we have too many other voices shrouding that? So my goal is when you silence what's up here, you can drop into like the heart of the matter, like yeah. the thing you really need to say out loud, you know? Absolutely. It's really poignant witnessing you as your friend, as someone that has watched you live out loud since the second I came across your profile and the evolution of Vasavi Kumar. And I think it's a permission slip because one, one thing I think we get so hooked into is our own identities Mm -hmm. and not wanting to lose our audience at the most trivial to like alienating some of our closest people. Like we evolve, we're meant to change. Mm -hmm. And when we change out loud, there is, there's such a, there's such a possibility. There's a whole world of new growth and understanding of ourselves when we, when we do this. And so you're just born kind of like bold. You are. So what advice do you have? You really are. It's amazing, you know? And so there's people listening who, I I mean, I guess ask all the time, like about people's personal brands. It's like, well, I've been this thing. Mm -hmm. I've been in this industry for, you know, 10 years. And now I want to, I want to pivot, but like, I don't want to alienate. People are so afraid to be in the evolution out loud. And that's something I've seen you do since the second I met you. So what do you have to say to those people that are afraid? I want you to have fun. And here's how you're going to do that. Of course, it's going to be out loud. Here's the first thing that I want to say. It is it is never easy to change, right? We want to hold on to what is comfortable, even if it's painful. So you are validated in that. Number two, there is a part of us that really just wants to feel, I mean, isn't that, isn't that ultimate, you know, freedom? I mean, even in Hinduism, we have the cycle of birth and death, which is reincarnation. And the way that you break the cycle of birth and death is by attaining liberation, which is moksha. And the way that you liberate moksha is to know that there's no separation between you and God or you and whatever. It's we call it Advaita, which is basically non-duality. And so the question that I want everyone to ask, and I've been in this season, Jessica, because now that the book is out, I'm like, all right, what's next? I'm ready to go. What's what's out there? What what's fun for me? So 
I want everyone who's feeling like this right now. You can do this with yourself or with a friend and go back and forth. Just ask yourself, wouldn't it be fun if I, wouldn't it be fun if I, and fill in the blank. I've been doing that with the kind of guys I want to date, with the kind of clients I want to attract, the kind of experiences. But I've been, I mean, I mean, the stuff that's been coming out of my mouth when just, when we let ourselves get out of our head and do like stop doing what's right and what's possible. And instead of like, what the F do I really want to do? That's a great question. Wouldn't it be fun if I, and let yourself go. Don't keep censoring yourself because we can talk about censorship and we can blame it on these corporations. We can blame it on society, but I'm having you just focus on your own self-censorship. Where do you censor yourself? We censor ourselves when we want to dream out loud, when we want to create out loud, then our mind comes in and tells us all the reasons why we can't. Or And then we take this beautiful idea, then we try to put it in this box that's acceptable. That's why I love so much of your brand, Jessica, because you just do things your way. You just do it your way. You can tell that it's yours. I can tell when someone has knocked off your stuff. I can tell if someone has knocked off your stuff because you, you cannot knock off the original. You could try, but it's really, it's a little watered down. So this is the question that I'd want everyone to ask. And the reason why I want to turn that, use this question is because, listen, as a licensed therapist, and I also have been in therapy since I was 12, Listen, we can get stuck. I was in therapy for 16 years from 12 to 28. I'm, I go now every other week, but we can get stuck in a narcissistic loop, just talking about ourselves and our pain because it just feeds on itself. Our yes. mind can. And so for me, I'm still in therapy, but the conversations are very different with my therapist these days. It's a really, it's a solution focused, forward moving. There's not so much baggage because I've been in therapy for a very long time. We're good. So please ask yourself that question. Wouldn't it be fun if I let yourself go? Let yourself dream. Yeah. You know, as you're talking mm-hmm. and, th- and thank you for all, all of that. And thank you for that reflection. You mm-hmm. know, the, the most revolutionary act you cannot possibly take is to be yourself. We look so outside of ourselves for the validation, for the affirmation. We get so hooked into like the outside revolution, whether it's playing itself out in politics or social media or in our own communities. And what's so beautiful about what you're saying is to take taking back your power. Like at the end of the day, that's everything that I, I am teaching. I, yes, I teach personal branding, but it's personal Mm -hmm. empowerment at its core. And Mm -hmm. same with you. And the idea of, wouldn't it be fun if, because being ourselves in my view, like this is really the, the game that I'm playing this year, the most successful, financially abundant, impactful lives that we will ever build is only possible when we are in our joy, when we are having fun. Why don't we That's show probably- your audience? Why don't we show your audience how it's done? Just show them a little bit. I'll go first. Hey, go for it. Okay. So Jessica, wouldn't it be fun if, man, if I got paid to host like a travel and like vegetarian food show where I literally got paid to travel and just eat all vegetarian food because I am vegetarian, but I just got to travel and eat and meet people and learn how things are made and just do that. Like that would be, that would be so much fun. That would be so much fun for me. Well, you speak it. And so it is. Yeah. Words are wands. Wouldn't that be? Yeah. That, that sounds yeah. really fucking fun. What about I'm you? Gonna, I'm going to visit you on one of those stores and we'll eat together. Okay. Wouldn't it be fun if I could just go around the world to the most beautiful locations and drop in with intimate groups of women, like 10 to 12 women, nothing more. And we just talk about the divine and we go deep on what it means to be a powerful female leader in the world. But we also talk about crystals and Reiki and yoga and 
the magic of the quantum realm and aliens. And we just all conversate across the globe and create this web, this network of light workers and beings that I don't necessarily lead, but I just open up and facilitate and create the containers that are sacred for women to shine brighter. And we create this ripple effect across the planet because women are the new powerful points of leadership on this planet right now. And I want to I think it'd be really fun to be a part of that revolution. I'm a generator in human design. So hearing you just sparked something in me. So wouldn't it be fun as part of your Simply Be agency, you had like a travel component, like you had like an entire component within that that's just travel. And you just, you know, I, I know obviously to pay the bills and have the consistent income, you're going to need agency clients, right? But just to bring this to life, like you should have within your agency, like travel and be like, have it have like, like, and do four excursions a year, all the places that you want to go to people would come thousand percent. I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so I just want everyone to hear this. I know Jessica and I did it together, but you can do it because that energy is contagious. The more your body hears the excitement and feels the excitement, it'll just keep feeding on itself and you'll ideas will just keep going. Because wouldn't what- it be fun if let, this is the fucking practice. Yeah. This might be the title of the episode. I'm, be- I'm yeah. so here for it. And my my free- I'm a generator too. And as you were talking, I was feeding off of you. And then you got me hooked on this idea of travel. And then I'm like, I'm starting to feel things in my body. And then I'm like, wait, and my dog's over there. I'm like, but I need to bring puppies, every one of these meetups. Oh and like my-, my body just shifted into more joy. Cause I'm like imagining this perfect reality yeah. that I get to create co- co-create yeah. with yeah. the universe. Why can't it be like that? It can. Sure. Yeah. So and- that's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's so. It's so exciting. I, I saw it. I saw like, I saw like you have like four locations a year. I don't know why I keep saying four. I just keep thinking in terms of quarter, but I was like, yeah, four a year. And like, there you go. Living your best travel dog life. Why not? Why not? W- wouldn't it be fun if, and yeah. this is the power when you say it out loud. Yes. Yes. Vasavi, tell me, tell me what, what's your greatest vision for this book? To answer that question, do you mind if I read the acknowledgement section? Please. Just, it's, it's, I want to share with my mother, my uncle, and my inner child. This is what I wrote. And then I'll tie it into answering your question, okay? So this is what I said in the acknowledgement section. I named a lot of people. I'm going to read about my mom, dad, and, and thereafter. My mother, Gita, and my father, Shanti, thank you for giving me the space to figure out who I wanted to become in this lifetime. Both of you were meant to be my parents. I can see that everything between us is exactly how it was divinely ordained to be. To my late uncle, Lakshmi Kumar, who took his life, I wish you had known how to talk to the voices in your head. Maybe then you would still be alive. Your suicide showed me what would happen if I didn't learn how to be kinder to myself. Your death saved my life. I will honor the life that you could have lived by continuing to share your story. Vachi, my inner child, thank you for nudging me to shine more brightly, encouraging me to have more fun, and trusting me to protect your heart. Never stop nudging me. You're the reason why I boldly say it out loud. I love you. Mic drop. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Crying again. It made me cry three times today. That's a, that's a record. I love you. You are a special soul. You are. You're magnificent. <laughs> You're fucking magnificent. Thanks. Thank you for reading that. That was really beautiful. That was really beautiful. The acknowledgments of a of a book are are so meaningful. I love reading them in every every book from every author. But what were you going to say? I was going to say to, to answer your question, you know, my, my purpose with all of this is, you know, when you 
those voices in your head on board. I want you to think of yourself as the quarterback when you're the quarterback of your own mind. You know, there are so many different, you know, flavors of players on a team. And in order to achieve that goal, the Super Bowl in your life, whatever that is, you got to get all your teammates on board. And so we all have access to the quarterback within us, the God within us, the guide within us. Right. And so that's what I really want, because I've made God a promise a long time ago. I said, you know, during my addiction, and I'm now four years sober from cocaine, I made a promise to God. I go, if you get me out of this and I actually listen to everything you say, I promise I will help people who are suffering in silence. And that's even who I dedicated my book to. I dedicated my book to all those who suffer in silence. And so that's what this book is about. Yeah, I want you to talk to the voices in your head so that you can go do the thing that you're supposed to do. We're not here just to take up space. All this suffering for what? You know, so for me, it's like I've been through some shit in my life. Better do something with it. So that's mm-hmm. why I wrote the book. So you can you can pursue your dreams and you can help another person who's suffering in silence because we all know what that feels like. There's nothing worse. And that's why you've got to say it out loud. Yes. Asvi, where can people find you? Where can they buy the book? Tell us all the things. Yes. If you go to my website, vasavikumar.com forward slash order the book. You can order it everywhere, Target, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. The most exciting thing is as my bonus to you, few meditations. And also in June, I have a book club. So for everyone who orders, we're going to be going through the book together, me and all my readers. Find me on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. And then also y'all, when you listen to this podcast, make sure you tag me and Jessica, DM me, send me a voice note, let me know and use the hashtag, say it out loud. Thank you. And then my final question for you before Uh we close our conversation, which you know, these two words mean a lot to me, but I'm always so interested to know what they mean to my guests. So what do the two words simply be mean to you? That's it. I said nothing. It's just, it's just silence. That's, that was it. I can't think of a word simply means there's, it's just, there's nothing. You know what I mean? I do. It's like, I can't put a word to, I can't put a word to what it means to simply be, because if I'm simply being there's, it just is. I think that's probably one of my favorite answers ever given because I ask every guest that question. No one has ever answered it like that. So. Like I just shot. Listen, the queen is saying it out loud. Just L up. That's for me what simply be is. There's nothing to say. I got nothing to say. Just is. Well, I think it's a beautiful testament to the the yin yang, the complementary connection that you and I have and what we're bringing to the world in our own unique ways. And I just love you. Congratulations. I'm so excited to share this to my community. And thank you for being here. <laughs>